Take this job and shove it. Man, I hate this job for real. Work sucks. I hate my job. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Woo. Shitty Jobs Podcast. Oh, oh, I'm Evan Galpert. And I am Furby Montano. Mine doesn't flow as easily. Mine, I'm Furby Montano. Hi. You nice, got it, nice. bro. You nailed it. I thought that was angelic. <laughs> well, thank Speaking you. Speaking of angelic, our next guest uh, on this episode of the podcast was so freaking cool. Dude, yeah. Ellen, her name is Ellen Therese, and she is fucking awesome, dude. I enjoyed talking to her a lot. Like, she was super cool, right? Dude, I, yeah, I, uh... I mean, I love a person that knows how to like keep a conversation going, and she's definitely one of those, as was I think evident in her little rant video that kind of inspired the interview, you know. Absolutely. Uh, but she's she's so smart and insightful, and and uh, and and very. You can tell she's got a huge heart, and uh, I I really enjoyed talking to her for sure. So. Yeah. No. Same. Same here. Um, for those of you that don't know, Ellen uh, kind of went viral on TikTok. Um, she had a video talking about how she was in the restaurant industry for over a decade, and when she went over to working in an office, she was absolutely flabbergasted by the fact that people didn't work as hard as she had been led on to believe in an office building, and how she was sort of. Uh, traumatized by the whole thing uh, for lack of yeah and in these jobs that you know are supposed to have a lot of prestige or a lot of you know clout to them but it's like for what exactly what are you doing exactly and then to to contrast i mean how many of us i know we've both worked in restaurant jobs so we know like the the amount of physical labor that goes into that you know is is mind-blowing so It's, it's incredible yeah yeah well anyway she does a great job of explaining all that Yes, uh, as you guys will hear, and uh, yeah, so we're not going to waste too much more. Blah, 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 blah. Excuse me, we're not going to waste too much more of your time. Uh, we'll let you guys enjoy Ellen Therese, and thank you everyone for joining us. Yeah. So we are here with Ellen. Nice to meet you. Uh, nice to nice to t- actually talk with you, not just DM yeah. you. Yeah, dude. Nice to meet you guys too. Oh, Welcome Kitty. My cat in Hello, the way. Kitty. Excuse me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm super excited. Super excited to be here. No, yeah, I'm super excited to have you on. You're the uh, you're the first person we've had on that neither one of us knows. So this is really uh, yeah, big yeah. moment. Oh, cool. I well, this is the first podcast I've ever been on that wasn't me attempting to make my own. So, oh, what kind of podcast do you have? Uh, I don't. I don't. Oh, no. Okay. No. 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 I tried. <laughs> Not yet. I uh, my my intention was to try to do like a you know like get to know people and we're all the same and. You know, human beings are not that different, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't really get there. We're gonna get there eventually. This, this maybe is the universe telling me, like, hey, like this is something that you should like look into and do. <laughs> Who knows? <Yeah. laughs> no podcast. Uh, I, I have a podcast. This, goes. this might end my career of podcasts. <laughs> no, no. If, if you're, you're off ready. to a great start so far, don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah, you're off to a fantastic start. Trust me, you're very talkative, okay, which yeah. that's the biggest part of any podcast is being able to talk for long periods of time. So you're and doing you have a good. great laugh. That's that's. Oh, awesome. thank you, thank you. I've yeah, been told yeah. it sounds like it's the sound of joy. Is what someone told me one time. Oh, I was at a restaurant <laughs> and there was a lady who's sitting at the bar, just drunk as fuck, right? And she literally, she looks over at me and she's like, "I, I laughed out loud." And she she stops what she's doing and she looks at me and she's like, "Uh, 
And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, did you hear what I just said? Like, I, that wasn't appropriate. Like, I apologize. Like, I laugh really loud. And she goes, no, you have the best laugh. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> but you know how, like, when you're in the movie theater and there's a girl or a man, whomever it is. It's usually me, actually. Laugh. The one that's like, <laughs> That's the laugh that makes you laugh. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a compliment. I don't think it's a compliment that I have one of those laughs. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good thing because it's like back in the day when you would uh, like hear comedy albums and you would always yeah. hear a distinctive laugh. I always wonder if that person knows that's them when they listen back. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sure they do. Point. Well, after you watch it with somebody, you know, then they look at yeah. you like, that's you, bitch. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I, I actually have a good story about that. My my stepmom, um, she went to so me and Evan are both from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, okay. I live I live in Orlando now. He's he's in Santa Fe still. Um, okay. But there's a really popular theater called the Lenzik Theater there, and yes. um, there was a comedian there named Paul Rodriguez, and he did a uh, special like a tape special for Comedy Central there, and they kept panning to my stepmom because she has this like very distinctive look on her face when she laughs. No, and she, and she was in like the DVD and the half hour special like seven times. They kept panning back to her over. Oh and over. no! <laughs> and there's did she see it? Was she embarrassed? She hasn't seen it. I've seen it a few times. She said she doesn't want to see it. Okay, yeah. you know what? she should she should definitely protect herself from that. I agree. I agree. So she'll stop laughing that way, and then it won't be as amazing. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Santa Fe. Okay, I'm in Wisconsin. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. The worst worst place to be. Am I allowed to say that? Is that yeah? Totally. Yeah, of course. Come for me. <laughs> this is still America. You're allowed to say whatever you want for the time right. being. Is it? Is it? It's I don't know. I mean, it's let's slowly inching into Gilead, but you know, we're we're uh, for for now. You can still say whatever you want to say. You know, right? You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, um, yeah, no. Wait for the Wisconsin, Supreme Court's so Twitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's raining. Okay. I'm where where in Wisconsin? Oh, did you? Uh, like Milwaukee area. Right on. Yeah, like Are you a beer Wisconsin drinker? is weird because it's got like a bunch of small little like towns that all create like areas and so like i say milwaukee because it makes more sense to people who aren't from here so okay. milwaukee area like i'm like 30 minutes outside of milwaukee but there's like there's brookfield pewaukee waukesha Heartland, that's like Hartford, the dfw metroplex which is also where i've i used to live i used to live in dallas which is technically like dallas and fort worth and oh. bedford and hearst and all of yeah. these other you know like all this. i used to live in uh, san antonio texas hmm. okay right on i used to i used to live in austin i used to live in austin this is just a, a texas homecoming i was in austin oh my god so, texas go fuck yourself texas so ellen we uh i i i have to be honest i i saw your rant video that was the first time i ever was aware that you existed um and As i for many dude <laughs> i related to that video so hard you have no <laughs> idea i was watching it like Dude, I feel these screams she's having. Oh man, yeah. I've been there. I've been there. So yeah, you know what, what sucks was, is yeah, what, I didn't what even like the, watch it. What well, what led up to that rant? Like, I, what what were you going through that day that led you to that? Woo! Wow. Um. So I mean, like I say in the video, <laughs> I worked restaurants for eleven years, and I'm only twenty seven. So that means at fifteen, I was busting, I was hosting, I was dishwashing, I was serving. 
Um, so I've been in customer service. I've worked, uh, you know, like other places that, that are fast food and not necessarily like real serving jobs or like I've been on roller skates before, if that gives you a hint, um, (laughs) (laughs) on one of those jobs. Um, that's real work, by the way. That, oh, that is like yeah. skilled labor for an unskilled labor oh my God, know, yeah. position. So, uh, I mean, like, it's just, you know, like the the crisis of sort of being stuck in this, like, the we, we someone said it, like, in a comment. It was like, we, we don't value integrity. We value, like, prestige and, like, status. And so, like, that's sort of the thing that I've been experiencing for years is that like, it's not valuable that I'm a kind person. It's not valuable that I give a fuck about you. It's not valuable that like I show up to work and I make sure that everyone around me feels my like love and support and kindness. What matters is like what my job title is. Cause like I can go out into the world and someone asks me, what do you do for a living? Right. And if I say server immediately, I'm three pegs below you, regardless of whether or not I'm the fucking expert at serving or not. Like if you came to my fucking table, you would be so shocked at how good I am at my job, but that doesn't matter to you. Does it? So it was just, it was like the, the internal struggle of like, I mean, like even my boyfriend is one of those people that like gets caught up in the prestige of the job. And so he's like, look, I don't want to be married to a 30 year old server. I don't want to be married to a 30 year old alcoholic, you know? And I'm like, well, why? Like, it it doesn't matter. I'm paying my bills. You know, it's like, no, it's a kid's job. It's a job for kids. It's, it's something that like you don't move up in, you know? And even if you do move up in restaurants, management always says that they get paid less than you for more work. And so you're sitting there and you're like, so then what's the fucking point of like moving up if more work means less money? And it's only true in restaurants that a higher status means less money. So I worked at a brewery for a while and they, when they gave me a salary and I stopped working hourly, I was, they, they made me work so many hours that I started making less money than I would have been making if I was. Right. They just rip your soul out of you. They're like, oh, we're giving you all of this money. So now you owe us all of your time. And that's the thing that I've realized that I'm selling. It's my time. And the thing that sucks about serving as well is that I'm here in Wisconsin, it's 233 an hour. So if that are you kidding me? Not kidding at all. 233 an hour. So if I go into work at 10 o'clock, I spend an hour opening up a restaurant for you and I'm not getting paid at all. That's zero dollars on a paycheck, right? Let's say like three tables come in and it's breakfast or lunch or whatever, and they all spend like $50. I'm still only making 30, right? And that's if those people choose to give me money for my service, right? If if someone comes in and they don't feel like tipping me or they feel like pretending like I didn't do a good job or they feel like, oh, I just didn't really like her or they're just 10% tippers across the board, no matter what the fuck they do or what I do. It's one of those things where it's like your wage and your money and your worth is so attached to this like, this thing with your personality, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> uh-huh. So I like, I, I kept getting to a point where I was like, why am I allowing people to like, treat me like this? Like, why am I letting myself be at the lowest totem pole? Like, why do I care about the prestige of all of this and whatever? And so I'm sitting in uh in like a, a rehearsal for a, a play that I'm in. Right. And I'm, I'm talking to this girl and I'm like, look, I need to be an adult. I need to get a real job. I have to be able to pay my bills. And I'm sick of fucking working Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Mother's Day, Easter, everything being there for everybody else's holidays. Right. I'm sick of it. And she's like, hey, we have a job opening. <laughs> and so I get to this job and I start working it. And then I realize how 
fucking emotionally and mentally damaged like I have been by the treatment of these people, like the chaos level, the bullshit level, the just the the lack of of care in jobs where it's a revolving door for employees like they literally don't care they can find another one of you right and that's the thing that's so weird about serving is like you think that you're committing to this cause you're committing to this company you're committing to this crap and then in a second they would get rid of you right because they can find another one of you there's nothing that you're doing that is more valuable than anybody else besides your personality and your personal like Joie de vie or whatever, you know? So. Well, you've got plenty of that. Now I don't know what that means. No, it's, but it's, I'm pretty it's, sure I'm using it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it means really? joy for life. It means, it means like a, a enjoyment of being alive. Joie de vie. So then, so yeah, yeah, you got it. You nailed it. You're good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, I get all the way to starting this job and realizing the difference between these two things and looking around and being like, I can't fucking believe that I thought that you guys were more prestigious than me. When I have all, I have double the people skills, double the ability to talk, double the ability to like be charming, double the ability to show the fuck up. And, and yeah, the ineptitude at the top of the heap is fucking mind blowing sometimes, isn't it? Like when you realize how these fucking people who are supposed to be the ones making the decisions are just so incapable and, and disinterested half of the time, they just don't even care. They, they literally, and they're like, I'm just doing this because it was given to me. And you're like, motherfucker, do you realize how many of us are struggling because of your ineptitude, because of the fact that you won't just try a little bit harder like the rest of us are doing to do your job a little bit better for all of our benefit? And how much that would actually like improve this business that you're supposed that you're supposed to care about. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's, mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Fucking mind blowing. Like it doesn't, it doesn't click in my head. Cause I always thought the more I care, the more I, the more I do, the more it will matter. And that's, it's actually the opposite. It's, it's, it's totally the opposite. Even starting at this new job. Like one of the things that I've realized is like, if I do too much, it's too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you're serving and you go above and beyond, it's it, you typically that's a huge get, like, part of the work life. culture here in New Mexico too. kind of across the board at city jobs, at restaurant jobs, kind of anywhere, anywhere. If you're the one that's like hustling and raising the bar for other people, they will fucking chop you down. At the other people, people like, fucking hate you when you do that. They hate yeah. you when you do that. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, I don't understand that because like, I always thought that like, this America that I lived in was one that gave a fuck, you know, and like wanted to move forward and wanted to progress. And so it's just like all of the walls came fucking crumbling down in my head. And so like after a whole mess of traffic that I went through that day, I get home and I'm like, I literally looked at my phone and I said, okay, universe, whatever the fuck I'm supposed to say right now, say it. And then I did. And I didn't even watch that fucking video before I posted it. I got I did not watch it once until it started blowing up. And then it starts blowing up and I'm like, fuck, I better figure out what the fuck I said. Like so like in your face and like it's That's just the amount thing. of people that it were like i felt this in my soul i was like well so did i dude it wasn't yeah, a, i was gonna it say wasn't, it wasn't a gr- comments were there people that were that were shouting shouting you out there or was it m- mainly positive was it mainly people that were on board with you or 
Uh, like the majority of the responses are like, I felt this in my soul. Finally, someone said it. Um, and it's God, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, finally, someone said it, you know, and ooh, don't hurt yourself. Um, and just a lot of like, just like, yeah, yeah. Finally, someone said it. There was a lot of like, like, I thought I was crazy for feeling this way, you know? Um, and then, like, there, of course, like, no matter what you do, like, there's always going to be people who are like, well, well, little baby, like, shut up. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, it's the internet, right? There's like, always going to be people out there. You're still watching my video. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what you want from me. Like, you still were affected by what I said to you. So that's cool, <laughs> you know? But yeah, it was, it was mainly yeah. positive. Like, it's a lot of like, I also love that like some people like picked out parts of the video that they were responding to. Like some people were like, Hey, good for you for quitting drinking, you know? And they're like, they're like, but I would start drinking more <laughs> if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, you know, other people were like, yeah, no, there's no job. There's no job where you can like make a change and do and make money. Right. Like there's no job that's valuable. And also, you can like support yourself with it. So I was like, well, that sucks. The reality there, I'm wondering if that's really true or if I just need to find my niche or if that's how America works. I don't I think <laughs> anytime you, somebody speaking in absolutes like that, it's a myth. Nothing is absolutely true on one end or the, uh, the other of that spectrum. There are yeah. people that make a living doing work that is impactful, that makes a, makes a change. Are they a very small minority of the people? Absolutely. Is it a struggle to get to that point? A hundred percent. But is it worth it? Is that something that is that's going to get you uh, closer in line with your own values and living a life that you feel is is more prosperous and is actually? I cannot stand the feeling if I have a job and I'm like waking up already fucking dreading going to work. I hate that fucking feeling so much. And I've had so many jobs that make me feel that way. I've suffered yeah. that for so many fucking years. Uh, but I also came to a point in my life where I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just not going to do that anymore. I I'm going to do whatever I have to do. I'm going to work harder on getting myself to a position where I can do something that is fulfilling, that is giving me some sort of reward besides the money, because the money just makes you feel like a fucking slave. You know, it just makes you feel like a worthless piece of shit that has to struggle for every single thing. And and then you're beholden to somebody who's just yeah. giving you this little bit of a thing that they don't they don't give two shits about. And it's like there, there's just nothing more degrading. And there's there's nothing more. Well, I mean, there are there are more degrading things, I will say, you know, I'm being I'm speaking. <laughs> but but yeah. like but but just the injustice of the fact that we all have to work so much of our lives and struggle so hard to earn so little that mm -hmm. just gives you maybe gives you access to the basic human rights of sh food and shelter, you know, yeah. and, and like, and anything beyond that, you just have to work extra hard for uh, yeah. any amount of self-actualization or creating community of your own or anything like that. That's just supposed to be icing on top of the capitalist cake. And you have to fucking work extra hard and sacrifice even more of yourself if you want to make that happen. And that yeah. shouldn't be the way that it is. Yeah. We all have the capacity for that as part of who we are as human beings. And we should be able to do that as as part of being our own fully fledged human beings, you know? 
Holy crap, yeah. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. And the thing is, too, like, when you when you talk about what you're talking about, Evan, and you start feeling that sense of, for me, it's like hopelessness, like, holy fuck, I have to go to this job because I have to pay my rent. I have to pay yeah. my car payment. I have to pay for food. I have two dogs and two cats. Like, they have to eat, you know. And I don't even have kids. I can only imagine when you have kids. Like, I don't know if you have kids, Ellen, but no. I, don't have, I don't have children. Like, I can only imagine when you have children. Like, holy fuck, I can't just give my kid up. Like, if I absolutely have to, I can give my dog up. You yeah. know? Yeah. Now you have even less choice over that decision. You so, know? So, I mean, I mean, oh my I God, know, right? Do your own bodily autonomy. I saw this thing yeah. that was like, it's now too risky to have sex with men. <laughs> <laughs> I got a mess. I was like, you're not wrong. <laughs> cannot. That's We're called doing my part, men. I will say. That's just <laughs> the way it goes. Fuck reproduction. But like, I don't, there's a whole mess of stuff that goes into that, of course. Um, but That's the thing, though, how many people were keeping their jobs for health care because maybe they couldn't afford to go, you know, if they if they got pregnant unexpectedly, couldn't afford to go to the doctor to go see something. So they had a job they fucking hated just for health insurance. You know, it's like yeah. it's yeah. nuts how everything is tied to our job in this country. Yeah. Everything is tied to our job. If you don't have a job, you are fucked in this country, completely fucked. Yeah. Wow. I never really thought of it that way. Cause like the lie that they tell you is like, Oh, you can be on like, you know, benefits and stuff like that. But I mean, like I've, I've experienced that as a child and it's, it's an even worse form of sort of stuck, you know, like you just, you, there's really no way that you can have like your personal autonomy when, when you're in those situations, you know? So like, yeah, you're right. Everything is tied to this money and money, instead of being the purpose, it should just be the tool. Right. But we're making it this thing that's so important. Right. And the prestige attached to it. And Oh my God. Like I just, everyone seems to be like waking up and everything seems to be sort of falling apart. And I, I was under the impression that like in order to reset all of this, like we're going to have to have everything fall apart. And I just oh, yeah. wasn't expecting it to be like this, <laughs> you know, like I wasn't expecting America to come to crash this way. Um, and it's really, it's wild to see, but yeah, I think it's funny that it's funny that people don't realize that there's anger that we can use this way. Like, you know, like I just didn't, I didn't think about the fact that, that when, when these things, when injustices happen, the way that you get things done and move it forward is through your anger and through your like personal rage, you know what I mean? And so it's like this moment that I had with myself, we're like, no, like this is not fucking okay. People are getting treated like this. It's the same with everything that's happening now. So I think I think truly maybe the only way that we can do this change is through these people doing this shit, like creating all of these injustices so that we must use our anger together, right? There's really no other way because if we're all complacent and we're all just hunky-dory having the best time, right, then nothing's going to change. And so I think it's a blessing, even though it's so fucking terrible, it's a blessing that we're getting these 
these things that make us so angry, these injustices that are happening are, are waking everybody up. And so it's, it's no longer like 15 white men in a room deciding whatever the fuck they want to do. Like now we're all connected. Now we all see what they're doing and people get the fuck up off the couch and they go, fuck no. There's a very famous quote and I wish I remember who said it, but they, uh, they said hard times create hard people. Easy times create soft people. Oh and I my feel, God. That was I, on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, that that might have been where a, I heard it. That might have been where I heard I it. Yeah. Don't know why I know that, um, but that episode was with a. It was with a military man that that was like he. There was like a whole movie made of him and like his his treks to like uh, the war. I wish I knew more about this, but yeah, he said he said hard times create hard. What is it? Soft times create soft men. Hard, hard times, times create hard, hard men, yeah. right? There was something like that. So it was basically like, here we are, right? We've had such a soft time oh, yeah. and we've created these soft men. And so here we are rough, like going into a hard time. And it's like, this is going to create hard men again. Like Gen Z is just, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with this. Like, <laughs> here's here's my thing with, with Gen Z. I love Gen Z. I love how outspoken <laughs> they are. And I love how, I love how they're, they're willing to call out bullshit. Yeah. They're willing to do that on the internet. I haven't met one that's willing to do it in person. Yeah. Well, yeah, because well, we they've also only learned how to talk by text message and right, instant message. Right. Like that, nobody's they're afraid of eye contact and speaking to somebody, and especially conflict, especially like having an actual and and th- there are also a lot of people that feel that way that will talk out of the other side of their mouth and say like, why can't we just disagree civilly and like have these discussions where we see two different sides of the, of an argument, but we're okay with it. And people love to say that, but they're really bad at it. People are really bad yeah. at doing that. You know, it's really hard. It's really hard yeah. to be, to be in opposition. And we've been taught like, uh, I don't know if it's the boomer generation or something before that, but we've been taught that, um, or at least maybe this is just my experience. Cause I remember when I was growing up, if I had a different opinion, it was wrong. It oh, was yeah. for sure wrong. Same. Right. Like Same, you believe right. whatever the fuck I say. And if you don't, then you shut the fuck up. Um, and so like, I wonder if like, it's just the, the ability to know that you're going to be okay, that you're going to be safe, even if you say your opinion, which might not actually be true for some people, you know, like the higher up you get, the more truth you speak, the less unsafe you are, which shouldn't be the case, right? Like, I think there should be the ability to say the truth or have, have a different opinion and still sit there and be like, okay, well, I can see where you're coming from. And it's, I mean, it's entirely, it's so fucking hard for me as well. Like my boyfriend and I sometimes like we, on all of these big issues that have come up, like we normally have like the opposite spectrum coming at each other. And I have to, we have to work really hard to get to a point in the middle where it's like, okay, I understand what you're saying. I understand why you're saying it, but I still, still don't think that that's the way that the world works, but that's okay. You know, yeah. it's like, and the thing you guys might about- have different value systems. You might, yeah. you might find that you have different deep values in the way that you look at the world. And that's also fine. But I think it's important that you be able to recognize that for yourself and for the other person. Yeah. I also, you know, something that comes to mind that, uh, I was just listening to Alan Watts talk about the dichotomies of, you know, yin and yang in the universe. And if you look, yeah. at the yin, there's yeah, always dude. like a little bit of the other thing 
inside each half, right? Neither half is solidly one or the other thing. And that's that's a big part of the entire symbolism. So as you were saying before, like we needed all of this oppression so that we could figure out like what is the, the nugget of truth? What is that nugget of good that is worth fighting for? And yeah. even in all of the good, all of these people that have all of the greatest intentions that, you know, they're they're. They have this ideal, and I am one of these people that loves to think of of this grand ideal that we're going to have a revolution of consciousness, that there's going to be all of these people that are going to want to recognize the 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 good in humanity and that we're we're going to want to start working with each other all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I, I, I think that inside that nugget of uh, that giant half of idealistic good, there's this nugget of recognizing that that's never, ever actually going to happen, right. that that's not how the world works, because that's a world without balance. That is a world that does not have that nugget of darkness in it. Mm. And we have to be able to accept that both of these things exist in the same liminal space and we have to also accept that 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 doesn't mean we we stop fighting for the ideal. That means that we still have to keep trying to make steps to create the ideal, knowing full well that it's never going to reach this utopia of of peace where everything's going to be perfect. Like that that's yeah. an illusion. That's a myth. But but, it does, yeah. but if we don't at least make steps towards that value. Uh, we're just going to get further and further away from it. The, yeah. the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is that good people do nothing. Yeah. You know? Holy crap. Yeah. So, oh my God, I was just hit with so much knowledge there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're totally right though. Cause like you, yeah, you do want to think that you, well, Oh God. Okay. One of my favorite quotes is from Lord of the Rings. Okay. <laughs> the two yeah. towers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When Sam and Frodo are at the top of the tower. Right. And it's literally like Frodo is just getting beat up left and right. You know, like he's got the Nargle and whatever in front of him and he falls down and he's like, what the fuck are we fighting for Sam? You know? And then Sam's like, there are some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for, you know, but it's the, it's, the idea that he that was a solid Sam like, impression, by the way, I, got it. It was, <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to interrupt your train of thought, but yeah, that was, that was, that was top tier. That was top tier. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm here all week. Try the real, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he says this thing where he's literally like the reason, like, he's like, he's like, I finally figured it out. Like why heroes, like why those stories are so good, right? It's because every single time they had a chance to turn back, they didn't, they didn't turn back. They just kept fucking going and they kept fighting, right? What are we fighting for? We're fighting for the fucking good in this world. And so I think that is, you're totally right because the don't lose hope and faith just because someone is going to fuck it up somewhere, right? Like the way that, the way that people lose their truth as they get higher and higher, it's fucking crazy to me. The courage, the courage that it takes to be authentic and be yourself and be vulnerable is really hard. And people lose their courage 
in order to like keep their prestige. And it's like, that's actually the opposite. Like I the opposite. Cause what is courage? Opposite. What is bravery? Bravery and courage are active is not the absence of fear. It's acting in the face of fear. Yes. It's knowing that you're, you're facing insurmountable odds and doing it fucking anyway. Right. It's knowing that you're going to possibly lose something important to you and you're willing to do it for your own values because the law that you create inside yourself is the highest law. Right. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And they, it's, there's a lot of ideas, I think, in our society that make us feel like that's, it's the opposite. You know, I like, we, we value the opposite. And I think if people just stopped, and thought about it for a second. It's like, do you know what this, like the people that you love, the people that you look up to are the ones that are doing this, you know? It's like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Like, yeah, people are gonna slap you in the face left and right. But at the very end of the day, like you're with yourself and you're making this world a better place, you know? Um, well, let me yeah. tell you that the people who don't recognize that though are the ones that tip 10%. So that's, that's what that <laughs> yeah. And then they say, hey, I'm a good person. I tip 10%. <laughs> Oh my God. You have no idea how many people I've informed that like we get paid two thirty three an hour, you know, they're like, well, can't you just, I'm like, can't I just what? Like if I'm at work for five hours, my paycheck still says zero. My paycheck still says zero. So yeah. I, I, I worked at a breakfast diner, um, that decided to start serving dinner over the summer that I worked there. And, uh, I routinely made like, 20 25 dollars a night and i would work eight hour shifts and yep <laughs> this was uh when new mexico was still giving 233 an hour i think it's more now um yeah i remember i would i would go home with like 100 bucks a week like it was nuts dude it, it's yeah I was like, it's what, crazy what the when people support? say like oh servers are making more money i'm like that's fucking hilarious <laughs> it's a lie that they tell you you uh like you show up on Monday, you work in the morning, you make twenty dollars, Tuesday morning twenty dollars, Wednesday morning twenty dollars, and then you get thrown like a Friday night or a Saturday night shifts. So you're giving up your free time to make the right. money on those nights, right? And right. then let's say like one night you make two hundred dollars, the next night you make three hundred dollars. That's for running around for twelve hours talking to upwards of a hundred, 200 people. And like, and some of them may have stiffed you. Some of them may have not like, some of them may have treated you like absolute garbage to get the money that you needed to get. Some of them may have been nice, you know, but then not tipped well. So it's like, it's well and then there is this whole other i can't (laughs) there's this whole other classist kind of tier system in restaurants too right like if you're working in an upscale restaurant first of all you have to like fit the look you have to like have this kind of whatever about you or you have to speak very specifically or you know whatever you you have to you have to have enough money to buy the fucking uniform you have to have enough money to buy the uniform to buy the shoes to buy the fucking everything else and then maybe you'll get like minimum wage as your hourly maybe if you're working at a place that really is like trying and yeah. then you get, yeah, maybe you'll make mad bank on tips, but you're also doing just dinner service or you're just doing like one, you know, maybe three, four shifts a week at the most. Yeah. And it's yeah. fucking like some people think that's great. You're only working like three, four days a week, but also like, that's not, that's not a way to earn a living. Like that's yeah. not really, 
well, and how, how many, how many, I don't even know how many people I knew that had a full-time job serving and then they had to take odd jobs on the side. Just yeah. To well, rent. and if you're working at one of those places, you're walking on eggshells constantly. Oh yeah. You know, if you oh, have a, you yeah. can't have a bad day. If you tell someone to fuck off under your breath and they hear you, you're gone. Like, oh, right. Yes. You can't, you can't do it. Yeah. it it's, it's non-existent. You can't do it. Or if anybody oh. complains about you for any reason, you're just, you're already like kind of halfway on the chopping block, you know? Yeah. And again, because, because it doesn't matter how high up you are, you can still be replaced like that. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I've worked, I've worked banquets. I've worked fine dining. I've worked regular service. I've worked fast food. So I've seen all the levels. And I remember thinking that like fine dining was like the place to be. Cause it's the most money, the highest tickets, the highest tips. Right. And I remember putting my whole personality aside and thinking like, Oh, all I'm doing is selling myself well enough so that I can get these tips. And I remember in the fine dining world, I would think to myself, it doesn't matter what they do to you. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter how they treat you. You're making more money than other servers, right? So just throw your ego and your integrity away and make the bill, right? I don't give a fuck what anybody asks me for. I will do it for the money. And then as I got older, I started realizing how much I hated that, how much I hated putting myself away and like my personal respect, my personal authority putting it away and just saying like, fuck this. Like, why am I getting treated like crap? Like I'm still a human. I'm still worthy of respect. I'm still worthy of love. Like I'm still fucking worthy of being treated normally. You know? So it's like, I literally had to quit restaurants because I got to such a point where my anger would come out at people. Like I couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I literally couldn't. Yeah, because you're a human in. being, dude. Because you have like, to like- Literally though, like Karen would walk in and she'd be like, I'm not sitting there. And I'd be like, well, that's fine. You can leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally got to the point where I looked at my manager and I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like I will scream at someone because it's not happening. It's not happening anymore. There's no putting away my personal integrity anymore. Like cannot do it, you know? Like, and I literally, I started responding to people like that. And I remember like some people were like, holy shit. Like, you know, and then other people had this moment of like, oh, maybe that was rude. Or other people would get really fucking pissed and they'd be like, I'm your fucking master. Like, you don't fucking talk right. to me like that. There was Those one the- guy like, this is so dumb. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm aware that I overreacted. So <laughs> this guy has a I, I guarantee you, you did not overreact. I guarantee <laughs> you did not. But go on. No, no, this guy has a diet Coke. Okay. And I like, I'm, I was, I'm a really good server. (laughs) So that means that if your diet Coke is halfway gone, I just bring you a new one without asking because it's free refills. Right. So I'm like, whatever. I'm not about to have that moment where you're like, I need another diet Coke. Right. I've gotten to the point where I know how to watch that and whatever. So I bring him another thing, another Coke. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, here's another diet Coke. And so Instead of saying like, thank you, or like, you know, saying it nicely, right? I come back to the table and he's like, this is supposed to be diet. <laughs> so I brought him a regular Coke refill really fast, right? And then he was like, this is supposed to be diet. And I don't know why, but the way that he said it to me, the way that he had ignored me already, like four times when I walked to the table, the way that he had interrupted everything I fucking said when I was at the table it got to the point where when he said, this is supposed to be diet, I was like, fuck you. I take that that diet Coke. Right. And I, 
I probably slammed it on the table a little harder than I was supposed to, you know? And I was like, Diet Coke. And he follows me. He follows me from the table and follows me back. And he goes, excuse me, excuse me. And I literally kept walking. I was like, I'm not doing this. Oh, dude, that's (laughs) harassment. That's like fucking hostile work environment harassment. That's not fucking cool at all. Literally, though. So my my manager stops this in the middle, right? He gets gets in the way and and he knows this guy. And he's like, what's going on? You know? And so the guy's like, she blah, 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 whatever. And she slammed it on the table. and And so I literally go to another server and I was like, uh... I'm going to need you to take over this table because there's no way we're finishing this interaction well. Um, But like, it was that day, it was that day where I like slammed it down and I was like, I literally have, I have no ability to chill anymore. I have no ability to chill, you know? Um, Oh my god! I'm like I'm trying to think of like all the fucking stories. Like, oh, dude, I, I hit I hit that point one time when I worked um, retail for the uh, the blue shirt brigade. You know, yeah, yellow tag. Um, yeah, there was a guy who he was pissed off about his bill, um, which we didn't do their bill stuff, but someone in our department wasn't me had messed up his bill. I don't know what he did, but I was like, oh yeah, let me fix it for you. And he grabbed my shoulders, was like, I need you to fix it now. And I told him, you better back up or I'm going to pop you in the fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I literally told him that. And my boss heard me. He goes, what's going on? I was like, I'll help him. But if he touches me again, I'm going to punch him in the fucking face. 100%. And my boss yeah. is like, okay, just go back. Go cool off, whatever. Right. So anyway, later. By that the way, week, he's like 6'3", 300 pounds. <laughs> no like, way. Fucking I was, I was like, at that point, like, okay, don't fucking touch me. All right. After yes. that, though, dude, I was fucking done with that job fucking done with that job so a week week later i got promoted and then three weeks after that the person so i got promoted to a different department but not the manager position i've been trying to get they promoted someone else who whether she was good or not i don't know but when she took over the department uh it started failing within three weeks started failing hard whatever so they ask me they say hey we know we just gave you a promotion would you mind keeping the same pay but taking a demotion to help her out and then that same day, another guy, another customer referred to me as, hey, fat boy. <laughs> so I just, well, the hey, fat boy thing happened like within 15 minutes of me showing up. So I was like, oh, dude, fuck this job. And then they asked me, will you take a demotion to help her out? And like, literally, I text my girlfriend, now fiance, and I was like, hey, I'm quitting my job today. I can't do it. Yeah. So, so I walked up to him and I was like, hey, dude, um, I'm, I'm quitting my job today. We didn't, we were so broke at the time. So broke. Like yeah. she was working part-time as a legal assistant. I worked for, you know, a retail store making 10 bucks an hour. Like we were not yeah. making a lot of money, right? We were barely yes. paying our bills. And I was like, dude, I can't fucking do it. I cannot yeah. do this anymore. So I just went to my boss <sighs> and I was like, Hey dude, I need to put in my two weeks. And he was like shocked. Like, <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? Is there something we could have done? I was like, no, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just fucking done, dude. Like I'm not right. doing this anymore. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like what? I don't understand that moment. Like, cause that moment happened to me and like, maybe everyone needs to have that moment where they realize that they're worth more and they realize that they're not going to be treated that way. But it took me so long to realize that that wasn't the norm. Like it, I didn't realize that that wasn't how everyone was treated at every job. I thought I was crazy for feeling like I deserved better. Right. Cause they don't tell you that they don't scream at you in office jobs. They, I mean, well, you know, bleh. 
within reason, I guess. Like right. they don't, there's not customers. It's, it's at least considered dysfunctional in an office job. If you're the one, unless you're a male boss and then it's like historically accurate for them. Right. To be like, you're, you're incompetent or whatever. They yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like it's commonplace. It's just commonplace for anybody in the restaurant industry or in any kind of service job. I feel like that yeah. behind the scenes, people are allowed to blow up and it's, it's not, it's not cool. It's not fucking cool. You know, no. like there well, are more effective ways to handle your fucking stress uh, that are thing. going to help. Well, I, like, used to, I literally came up with this in my head. I was like, I was like, I went to the manager one time and I was like, look, I don't give a fuck if you're having a bad day, right? Have a bad day. Just don't talk to anybody else about it. Like if they, if, if people had like, the ability to check in with themselves and be like, I'm having a really bad day, right? And instead of taking it out on everybody else, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let everyone know I'm having a shitty ass fucking day, right? So like whenever I'm having one of those days, like instead of taking it out on everyone else, you just say like, hey, today's not the day. Don't fucking talk to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. authority and and responsibility for how you make other people feel. Like at my my last restaurant, there were like these, there were so many little kids, right? That I, I'm 27, so they feel like little kids to me now. I don't know <laughs> what the age is now. Like they were really like 19, but they were little kids. <laughs> right, that's the thing. And so it's like 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, like they're standing in front of me. We even had a 14-year-old, you know, who could only work like four hours, you know, and he had to have a break and all this crap. I, they're standing in front of me and they're the manager would walk up and just just fucking the amount of times that a 15 year old girl cried to me because a manager couldn't get their shit together because a manager couldn't say something nicely because a manager couldn't take the time to like think about what it feels like to be having a first job or like not knowing what you're doing and it's like the the lack of training and then the lack of sensitivity on top of that is fucking insane to me. Like, it's not like, Hey, next time do this. It's, I cannot believe that you did that. That was the stupidest thing I have ever seen anybody do. Are you going to do that again next time? Because if you are, then we're not fucking doing this again. Like mm. what? The saddest <laughs> part about that is though, she probably went home and told her parents. They said, yeah, you should get used to it. That's the real world. Right. Like that's, 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 that's just what we're, con- like, we're conditioned. It's, it is, it's such a generational thing. You know? And I think it's because we have a different meet. We have a different understanding of psychology than even our parents did. You know, yeah. like we have a more broad understanding of like what positive reinforcement means and looks like and what like it means to to share your feelings, which is also something that they did not get the the liberty of. They they were right. not given right. the opportunity to, to right. express themselves like you were talking about before or to say, hey, I feel this way about this. I'd rather do it this way. You, right. you were told, shut the fuck up, do what you're told. Like, yeah. that's that's how this goes. That's that's life. Get over. Get used to it. And that's life. Uh, you know. I was telling my, I told my dad about a conversation that I had with my current boss at a radio station that I work at where like they've worked with me before and they were bringing me on again. And I had this weird, really awkward, like onboarding interview kind of where they were like, my, I have this boss can't mention his name. Don't care. He'll never hear it anyway, but he's just (laughs) such a cheese dick. Every single thing about him is is so corny and he he says so do you remember why it is that we that we fired you last time and i was like well i was told it was because i was it was my body odor that i was stinky and he said that's exactly right 
<laughs> and he's oh like, my God. dude, I hadn't heard this. Gonna need to, like, we're going to need you to monitor that. We're going to need you. I don't know. Change your shirt throughout the day or whatever it is, this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it's not the only time that this has actually come up. I have been told at other jobs, like, man, your body odor is really strong, but I shower. I even wear like regular deodorant just doesn't do the trick. I have to wear like the extra strength, uh, Fuck, whatever. Dude, I'm sorry. Dude, yeah, <laughs> what, it's, it is what it is, you know? Uh, but something else that felt even shittier out of that conversation was like, I was trying to smile through all of that and be like, yes, I'll play your game, whatever. I'll do whatever you need me to do. One of the things that I value about this opportunity for working for you is that I think I would be able to do some of my own voiceover work in my spare time in the studio. Right. right? Like hopefully that's the thing without even skipping a beat. This cheese dick says, well, if you're going to do your own voiceover work in my studio, I'm going to want a cut of it. (laughs) and i was like tell me more what exactly and he's like well you know i mean if you're you're in my studio i'm taking all the responsibility if you slip and bust your head in the hallway or something like that while you're what i know that was kind of exactly the look that i was trying not to give him (laughs) i told him like i'll give you you know maybe we can figure out a way that i can rent some space from you and he said oh we'll figure it out later and then just kind of brushed it off and kept moving along with the conversation so i'm like dude if, if if any story ever deserved like the jerk off motion that's it what it was it was very good it was it was a perfect moment i was like man i have never appreciated that so much (laughs) oh my god man i've never had anything like that i've i've had like abusive customers and shit but i've never had people that are just I don't even know what to call that. that. That's narcissism on a different fucking level, dude. Yeah. Those that's, are pretty much the people that get promoted. I told my dad this entire story. I told him the same thing and got to the punchline and he was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like he was like, yeah, you're, you're using his equipment. You should give him a cut. You should give him something. I'm like, yeah, he's paying me to use his equipment. This is my job. You're entrusting me. Also, they are paying. They wanted to pay me fucking minimum wage to do this entire fucking list. I have now started keeping a list of all of my duties that are tallying up over and over again. Yeah, that are very much skilled labor that are very much about like being the face of your fucking station when you want me to do promotional events and interface yeah. with clients and interface with the public driving the company vehicles around doing shit that that is a huge liability if you want to talk about liability and you're wanting to pay me $15 an hour and I'm like dude that I could get $15 an hour at fucking McDonald's right now that is what they're paying dude here's the funny here's the funny thing about that man the funny thing about that mentality though and I'm sorry to cut you off Evan but no you're good I'm just ranting no dude like like when they when they have you wear all those hats, right? Like shit that would be an entire department, but they have one person doing that. Right. So let's say you are doing the promotional shit and you're at an event trying to promote the radio station. You could very easily say, yeah, fuck these people. They're pieces of shit. They don't treat their people right. They don't pay them right. They don't anything. And what the fuck are they going to do? What the fuck are they going to do? They, they, they literally <laughs> pay people who could destroy their whole fucking business with one word, with one fucking tweet, with one fucking bad review. And they pay them peanuts because they're cheap bastards. That's what they fucking yeah. do. I, I don't understand that mentality. It's so fucking weird. Well, capitalism makes us believe that one person can't do anything, right? You know, like, because you, as the person getting treated like that, you don't feel like you can do that because then you think about the fact that you'll lose your job, right? And so it's like, you don't think about, I could take this whole company down. You think I'm going to lose my job. Everyone's going to think I'm crazy and no one's going to listen to me anyway. So what's the point, 
that's right? Fu- like, that's and the funny that's, thing. No, I'd rather just walk away. I don't want yeah. to take the fucking risk of that's trying what I'm to saying. It's, it's, it's hilarious. I'd rather just leave, you know? It's, it's hilarious to me watching employers panic right now because people are in this mode like, yeah, fuck your job. I don't need it. I can get another yeah. one. Fuck you. And they don't know what to do because before they had, you know, our gen- we're all millennials, I think. Right, Ellen? Um, yeah. Just barely made the cut. <laughs> Congratulations. Here's your depression. Here's your depression in Xanax. Yeah, yeah. Here's your complimentary de- depression that comes with being a millennial. Uh, I know. No, no but, but our generation, we were always taught, like, the worst possible thing you could do is be unemployed, right? The worst yeah. possible thing you could do is not have a job, not be able to provide for yourself. Well, there's a whole yeah. crop of young people now who are like, fuck your job, dude. I don't need it. I can make money on the internet. I can make money yeah. selling Instagram tees. I can make money making videos. Like, they don't need yeah. that shit. Like, yeah, they literally did a survey. Most kids, when they were younger, they wanted to, they were like, oh, I want to be a firefighter, a police officer, a doctor, whatever. And now people are like, I want to be an influencer. Yeah. That's the answer. And the, and the thing is, you, well, you can, why would you, you want to be a cop now? at this point? And I feel bad. Oh, no, I'm not saying you should. <laughs> I know there are good cops out there and I feel really, really bad for them because they get lumped in with the other Holy fucking people. Crap, that are, like yeah. murderers. Yeah. That I, are yeah. murderers. But like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I have a, I have two good friends that are like, I've got an EMT and a sheriff, you know, and they're, it's wild. Like when you, cause Oh God, did I hate all of them, you know, until I started looking at the individual and that's what sucks about everything. Right. Is that once again, you know, the yin and yang, like the big picture always has one fucking asshole. And there's, there's a book that I was, (laughs) I was listening to. There was a book that I was listening to that 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 made the point basically that like it doesn't matter what other people do, right? Like most people are willing to complain and and put themselves in these positions, you know, like this is totally the opposite side, but like most people are willing to complain and put themselves in these positions and and be okay. Oh, what is the point I'm trying to make? Like be okay making this problem, you know. So the quote was human beings are the only ones that will do evil on purpose. Like there's no animal in the animal kingdom that will cause pain and suffering just because they can, right? We are the That's... only ones that actively choose to be evil because we fucking can, you know? And so to that point, right, there's always going to be some asshole who thinks, I don't give a fuck that everybody wants to do something good. I'm going to steal the money from this, or I'm going to do that, or I'm going to do whatever it is that makes myself better. I'm going to murder people. I'm going to do this, whatever. You know, so the attitude there is... everything makes me so angry when we talk about these things. Because, yeah, like, why are people so willing to just cause pain? Because they can. Well, it's because they're fucked up themselves and they don't know how to deal with it. That right. is a, a lot of the time that is it, man. It's like victims victimize other people. Yeah, you know? you're fucking people right. Hurt people, people hurt people, like they right? Have to... Like the the the, be, the best example of this, have you guys seen the movie Cruella? Mm-hmm. Cruella Deville, awful person, yes. wants to kill all these Dalmatians, right? But then I watched the movie Cruella. Yeah. Holy shit. I was like, am I really siding with Cruella right now? What the yes, fuck? Yes, you like, are. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm a Cruella fan, and this is a woman that I've been known as, like, the fucking evil hell bitch worst person right. ever because she wants to kill these. Right. But then I if watched it. I'm like, yeah. If she doesn't stand. That's what I mean. Like, no evil like, but like you said, victims find other victims. That's that's what it is. People are fucked up, and they don't know how to deal with, with whatever's going right. on with them, or they don't want to do it, and they... 
They just fuck yes. other people up because they want other people to feel as bad as they do. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's also, I think you have to look at it. Like I've watched uh, like the Joker, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker recently. It was yeah. very weird that it popped into my thing because I should have watched it before, but I, I finally watched it. And what you realize by watching that movie is that like, it's so fucking easy to justify these things that we do that are quote unquote evil, right? It's very yeah. easy to to validate these things when you see someone's life experience. So, I mean, like when you look at people, you have to literally think like, what would have gotten me to that point? What would have gotten me to make that decision? What would have gotten me to say those things? You know? And so sometimes, I mean, like, you know, your cheese stick boss, like I, he, he probably has been treated that same way, right? Everything is a joke for him when he speaks out loud. So he thinks that everyone is a joke for everyone else. The same thing with the manager that used to make hostesses cry, right? Like the mm -hmm. owner treated her like she knew nothing. And so what they do is instead of saying, I'm worth Shit more, rolls I'm going to treat people better. They say, oh, this is the way things are. I'm going to just project that back out. Like it's just, if people, you got to take, responsibility for your fucking self and say, why do I feel this way? Why am I taking it out on their people? And how can I change this? Right. I mean, I even realized in traffic, I have the worst fucking road rage in the world. I, one, because of my father and two, because of me. <laughs> okay. And third is terrible drivers. I'll give you that right out the gate. He's one of those people where like, if I had to turn right and I missed the turn, like he would want me to U-turn through the intersection and would get fucking pissed uh, if I did it. Like he's that guy, you know? So, so it was a little different for me. Like he was one of those people that would drive on the median to like pass you. And I did that oh, one time dude. and I got in an accident and I'll never do it again. I was oh like, okay, God. universe, I see you. Um, but, <laughs> but what I realized in this traffic thing, I was like, cause every time it happens, right. You're sitting there and then you start paying attention to somebody else instead of yourself. Right. It's like, why, why do I give a fuck that they get there first? Like, why? Why do I care so fucking much that they're winning the race down this road to the next fucking red light, you know? And then That's I good. finally figured it out, right? Because when we're kids and we're getting abused or we're in a job and we're getting abused, all we want is love and attention, right? And when we don't get love and attention, we look for it in negative ways instead because it's still attention, it's just negative. And so if oh, yeah. you think about road rage in that way, I started realizing that these people are looking for connection. They're looking for like a feeling of being a part of something. And instead of being able to say like, I feel really sad and I am really angry about my day. And I really wish I wasn't treated that way today. They go back out into the world and they say, ah! and then they rage mode and they start connecting with people in that way. Instead, it's like, if we could just if we could, I literally, I had to look at myself in the face the other day and say like, oh, like you had a bad day, like, and you're trying to connect. And that's why you're trying Dude, to hurt for you. Yeah, fucking great for you, man. That's, that's fucking that's awesome. awesome. You were able to do that. Like way to go. No, having, <laughs> having being that self-aware, awesome. dude, being that self-aware is something not a lot of people can do. So like kudos to you for being able to do that. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you. I think this is okay. normal. So whenever people compliment me on that, I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? Not everybody thinks like this. 
<laughs> not everybody has that good of coping mechanisms. And you're totally right. A lot of people, myself included, I am one of those people that had to learn how to be extra over the top to get any kind of attention, to get any kind of like care when I was a kid. Yep. And now I feel like if, if I need, if, if I have needs, the only way that I can get those needs met is to be super over the top about it. And I, I'm yeah. learning that that's not exactly true that yeah. I can just recognize, validate my own needs, say like, Hey, I need to be comforted right now. Yeah. Maybe I can even ask somebody that I know that is good at that or that, that doesn't mind doing that for helping me with that. Or I yeah. can sit down and play my fucking mandolin or do something that, you know, like yeah. Sit, yeah, dude. do something comforting for myself because I at least know how to, I've, and it took me a long time to not just jump into the emotional rabbit hole of being like, everything's fucked. I need to drink to hide this feeling. Like I, you know, there's, I have also taken a long break from drinking and it's been able, like I've been able to like feel things and it sucks. That's what I realized when you're like my anger. mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And then you're, you know, you get to a point where you're like, well, fuck now I'm just sitting here feeling these feelings and I don't have anything to like deal with it. But that's that's how that's how your body processes those emotions. That's how your brain deals with it. That's how you yeah. get past it. Yeah. And there's no yeah. there is no comfortable way to do that, really. No, there, are no, there isn't a little more comfortable. There are ways to be calm and patient with yourself and and give yourself what you need to make it a little more tolerable. But yeah. sometimes it's just uncomfortable and we get to just like sit with these uncomfortable feelings and let them pass. Yeah. Yeah, you know? dude. I mean, we, we we all have that. I used to do it with sex when I was younger, when I was single. Like I used to try to fuck yeah. anyone I possibly could when I was feeling bad because it was yeah. I didn't want to feel alone. You wanted a connection with someone, even if it's yeah. for fucking 15 minutes or whatever. So yep. yeah, I I totally And then you feel that. worse. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because you're like, oh, this hole just got bigger. <laughs> Great. <laughs> like, my void is not full. I just yeah, need because you didn't just else. sit there and let yourself feel the shit and like let yep. it actually pass through you and like yeah. move and do its process. You What's know? that thing? And, like, I, not only do I still feel those same feelings, but now I feel shame. This is great. Yes, right? you know, like, right. you know, like yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Literally, yeah, and I mean, it's, it's these, are, these are great things to have awareness of because it gives you the ability to have compassion for other people when they're oh, having yeah. weak moments, right? 100%. Like to be able to say like, oh, I see you petulant child acting out because this is how you need to be. This is how yep. you feel like you need comfort. And then we can assess like, maybe this isn't my job. Maybe I don't yep. have to do that for you right now. But I also know how not to make the situation worse. Or yes. you can be like, I care about you. Let me ask you, what's wrong? Do you want to tell me what's going on with your day? You know, like help help people. People need a little bit of attention sometimes, even if they're being a fucking asshole. Agreed. You know, yeah. especially, abusive, especially don't especially. validate that shit. Don't like enable somebody to be abusive. But I mean, you can also be supportive of people, even if they don't exactly know how to voice their needs right away. You can teach yeah. them that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, with that, we're uh, we're at an hour. Believe it or not, this has been a blast. Um, yeah, been a blast. <laughs> Ellen, so much. I have a gig to go to now, <laughs> dude. Yes, D- Ellen, you're you're right. awesome, dude. I didn't know what to expect talking to you. You're, you're fucking awesome, man. I've I've enjoyed talking to you seriously. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was literally, I was like, we're gonna get to the end of this hour, and they're gonna be like, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Couldn't be more the opposite, uh, at least from yeah, my end. Fuck yeah. <laughs> He's that like, was a great conversation. Like, <laughs> so we're, we're going to go ahead and end this now. Ellen, don't go anywhere. I want to make sure to say bye uh, when we okay. stop recording. <laughs> but uh, 
but thank you so much for joining and uh yeah everyone thank, thank you, you thank for listening thank you yeah and thank you everyone for listening <laughs>